Welcome to the show. On today's show, I'm going to be having Colston Smith, who is a Williams football player. So if anyone knows, Williams and Amherst are two of the top liberal arts schools in the country and also bitter rivals when it comes to sports. But he went to high school with me. We played a bunch of sports together, football and basketball when we were younger. He's a good buddy of mine. So he's going to be on today's podcast and we're going to discuss a lot of NFL talk today. So stay tuned for that. This is the Strike Takes podcast show. So at the top of the hour, I'll be having the guest I talked about earlier on the end of the show, Colson Smith. He's a Williams football player. He's having a pretty good career so far at Williams. He had a great career at Ridgewood High School as a inside linebacker and sorry, outside linebacker. And he, you know, again, is, is a very knowledgeable person when it comes to football. But I think on this show, while I wait for him to come on, I'm going to break down something simply that you know, when you guys watch this show, you get a lot of NBA and NFL talk, right? And the NFL talk, I'm going to leave to the top of the hour. But the NBA talk, I'm going to break down now. For those who follow my Instagram account, I did a story last night discussing specifically the, the problems within the Brooklyn Nets defense, right? And it's pretty simple what it is, right? And the thing is, I, I've been critical on Kyrie for more not telling his coaches where he was. And look, if he had personal reasons, I'm not faulting him for his personal reasons. I'm faulting him for not telling his coach. But since he's came back, he's actually done a pretty good job in his return in terms of just getting back to where he was. Now, he doesn't look like he's willing to sacrifice, but James Harden has looked like he's taken that role. So I think offensively, they'll figure it out and they'll be fine. I think there has to be a little bit of an addressing phase to tell Kyrie he can't be taking the most shots in the team. But there has to be an equal distribution. Like Harden should be taking 14 shots. But I think that will be figured out because I think those guys are talented enough. I think they care about each other enough to figure it out, right? But defensively, they have, they have major holes, right? And I discussed this last night, but just to bring up the stats of people who do not, who did not see that video last night, it's, it's pretty obvious what happened, right? If you allow 50 rebounds and you'll get 29, you put yourself in a massive hold on the defensive end, which you, when you allow 70 paint points and you only score 44, you put yourself in a massive hole. When you allow a team to shoot 51% from the floor and almost double you up in free throws last night, you put yourself in a massive hole. When the previous game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, not the one that happened last night, but the first game they lost when Kevin Durant was there, when you only get 10 bench points, that's a problem, right? So what are Brooklyn's biggest problems? Well, people are going to look to maybe the fact that Kyrie's shooting too much and how they're going to adjust that. Yeah, I think that's a problem, and I've been discussing that. But again, I'm not surprised by that because I've already discussed it. But the big things, and I've highlighted this when the trade went down, is the defensive problems of the Brooklyn Nets because right now they allowed 147 points and 125 points to the second worst offensive efficiency based team in the NBA, in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now the Cleveland Cavaliers are great because they can defend their good rebounding team, but they are not a good offensive team. And Colin Sexton, you know, looked like the next coming of Steph Curry against the team. And the Colin Sexton's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's playing out of his mind this year. And I'm happy the way he's playing because I think he, now it's starting to hit his stride a little bit. But again, if you're a team that's priding yourself and trying to stop people, you can't allow context to get 42 and 25 in subsequent nights. You can't allow Giannis to dominate you. And again, I know they beat Milwaukee, right? But Milwaukee's overrated. And, I, and I've said that for a while because I think Giannis still hasn't taken a step in his skill development in terms of 
he's not a good enough shooter and he's not a good enough playmaker in the post, right? He can't develop enough of a post game where he really scares me in that end of the floor. And I think Budenhoser still is running the same offense that he's ran for years. That doesn't work. So I think that's the problem with their team overall in kind of getting the, the sense of what Milwaukee is. But yeah, going back to Brooklyn though, Brooklyn, again, if you, if your defense, if you're claiming to be a good defensive team and the games I'm, I'm basing it right off of since Harden and KD together, right? They've had 140 points to Atlanta. They've had 120 five and even 130 to the Memphis Grizzlies you know again Washington you allowed 125 points you allowed 147 points to the Cleveland Cavaliers 125 the Cleveland Cavaliers 116 to the Orlando Magic who can't score that well and then you also again you, you so that that's those right then you also allowed 125 to Cleveland and it, it's just it's just a reoccurring theme with this team can score but they can't defend it reminds me a lot of the Houston Rockets honestly because they're more talented than the Houston Rockets, but they can't play defense. And, and look, maybe Steve Nash can get this team under control and fix it. But I don't know who on the team is going to take over and say, we need to defend better because I don't know who necessarily is the leader of that team. I, mean, I think it's Durant, but again, Durant, I'm not really worried about him because Durant can do what he does. But again, Durant's not necessarily a huge vocal leader, at least in the past. Durant is lead by example. So the problem is, right, are those guys really going to buy into a lead by example? Is Kyrie and James Harden going to buy into a lead by example kind of role instead of a vocal leader? Like why Kyrie and LeBron worked, it's because LeBron was a vocal leader, honed Kyrie in, told him that he, he had to stop being a ball hawk and, ha and had to start playing defense and start playing more of a team level basketball. That's why he won a championship. So that's kind of where I go with all this, because when I base everything off of how Brooklyn can be, especially because Brooklyn's talked about so much, you look at them and it's just their defense and their rebounding is just not good enough right now to get them over the hump. I think they'll get to the, that's the East. I think they're too talented not to get by the teams in the East, but again, Philly looked very good last night, Milwaukee. I think they're much better than Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee's that great, but Boston and Boston's their full team back together. That could, they could be interesting, but you know, I, look, I'm not a big fan of Philly because I don't believe in Joel Embiid, but he's playing great this year. I mean, he's playing at that MVP level. He might be the early season MVP favorite right now. So Again, don't just think just because of talent that Brooklyn's easily going to get out of the East because Brooklyn has to figure out how to guard people. The offensive issues, they'll fix. But defensively, they have to play some sort of urgency. They probably have no rim protection. And that's also where the problem comes at the end of the day. Now, transferring over to the 76ers. Again, when I think of Joel Embiid, I thought of a guy who's been lazy in the past, who sometimes doesn't really abuse people the way he should. That's completely the opposite with Doc Rivers this year. He's playing great defense, averaging 1.4 blocks a game. He's abusing guys on the inside, averaging close to 27 points a game. Again, he had 33 and 12 last night. Again, he, you know, he's he's playing his all-around game, which I like. He's not shooting a ton of threes now, but he is shooting mid-range shots. He is using his post moves really effectively. He's being aggressive. He's staying locked in even when calls don't happen. Shows you that while Doc Rivers, I don't think, is the best coach in the NBA type of deal, he's still an elite-level coach that can get the best out of these young players. Ben Simmons coming up big in the fourth quarter, because the big thing I think with their problem is, can Ben Simmons be aggressive? Because he hasn't played that well to start the year. And I think if, if he can be aggressive, Philly could be very interesting. And I think with, within the NBA, because like, everyone talks about the West, the East is not that bad. And I think that, you know, you look at teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers, you look at teams like the Indiana Pacers, you look at teams like Milwaukee, you look at teams like, even the, you know, I said the Cleveland Cavaliers, but even teams such as the Atlanta Hawks, the New York Knicks, there's a lot of good defensive teams actually in this conference that could be very interesting to watch. And that's kind of where I go with this. If, I, if I'm watching this teams, I want to figure out where 
the defenses are. And, and I would say there's been a lot of really good defensive teams in the NBA right now, but not necessarily as great in, in the East. The West, I think there's been a little bit better offensive teams, even besides the Lakers and the Clippers. But there has been a lot in Utah too, right? And that's kind of where I go with that, right? So, you know, I will next week kind of break down my contender, pretender list. Um, but again, at the top of the hour, we're going to take a short break now. We'll have Colson Smith join the podcast to discuss the NFL playoff games this weekend, his beloved Saints and where he thinks Drew Brees is going, all that kind of stuff will be coming up in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be right back. So welcome back to the show. As I said before, here's Colston Smith, Williams football player and a buddy I've known for a very long time. I've known him, I don't know, a bunch of years. Um, I've played sports with him since I was in third grade. So, um, you know, again, he, he's a guy that, you know, I, I brought on just to talk some football. And the first thing I want to get into, so again, there's a lot of hype around the Brady Rogers matchup, right? Because again, I, I didn't predict that Brady was going to win last weekend. Um, probably should have predicted that because it's hard to bet against a guy, even though he's 43 years old, he's still, you know, obviously great. Um, I was wondering your thoughts about the game, where you see it going, because it's going to be obviously in a very cold, you know, tough environment for both teams, but where do you kind of see the uh, game going? Well, I like you had the saints, uh, last week i did not expect uh brady brady to pull it out even though they'd already you know it's hard to beat a team three times and i guess that that showed up um for the next weekend with the packers i'm gonna i'm gonna root against them again i'm, I'm going with the packers um their offense is just super high powered their defense was pretty pretty soft beginning of the season but they're come to their own the fact that they're at home in the cold helps a lot I know, um, you know, Brady's been playing in New England for his whole career, so it's not going to affect him. But playing in, in, in Tampa, you know, those players aren't, aren't used to, to the cold. And that plays a factor, I can say, for my own career itself. Um, the, the cold really influences the game. So I'm taking the Packers. I like Aaron Rodgers. He's the MVP. Um, and I like all the talent they have around him. Aaron Jones has been awesome. Devontae Adams, is, I think, has been the best receiver in the league this year. Um, I know they lost uh, Bakhtiari on the you know left tackle, big loss for them, but they still got a great O line, um, and their defense has come together. So um, I like the Packers. I'm gonna see. I, I like them. Maybe even the, in the Super Bowl too. So uh, I think this is the year for Aaron Rodgers and company. Um, so we'll see what happens. What do you think? So it's interesting. I I'm kind of leaning toward the Packers as well. And I think it's because I think their offense is just at a different level. Um, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is Aaron Rodgers' year. Um, I would like to see him win it because I think he's too talented to only have one Super Bowl, um, too good to have one Super Bowl. And I'm not blaming. There have been some cases where I would not say it was his fault they lost, um, obviously. Um, you can argue that case for Drew Brees as well. Um, and also you can argue that there are cases where they probably should have won. Um, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers is playing at such an elite level. He looks so comfortable with Matt LaFleur. Uh, maybe it shows you that Mike McCarthy may have not been the right coach for Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers looks very, very comfortable. Um, but again, you know, I think the Packers are going to win that game just because I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, I think Tom Brady will be acclimated to it and Gronk will be, but there's a lot of guys on that team who've not really played in many cold weather games. So it's just, it's, it's a, it's a tough, I mean, yeah. I mean, I played in cold weather games and I was like a fifth grade football player and it's not really that easy either. I mean, you played obviously in, 
you play at Williams now. So, I mean, still, like, you play in cold weather games all, all the time. So, I mean, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah, um, it's not easy. I mean, I, I think talent-wise, the Bucks they're a great matchup for, for, the, for the Packers, and they're going to give them a tough fight just because it, um, they can get after the, the, the quarterback, and they've got a fast linebacker group. They've probably got the fastest, most dynamic group of linebackers in the, in the league. So they'll be able to hang with um, Tunning for sure. I, I don't see him having a big game. But at the end of the day, I'm, I, like, I, I like Aaron Rodgers at home. NFC Championship game, I, I just can't really root against him. Let's shift over to the AFC Championship game now. So my thoughts are, with Mahomes, I'm picking the Chiefs. And um, obviously, we'll see how healthy Mahomes is. But if Mahomes seems ready to go, and they cleared him. So if it was Chad Henney starting a quarterback, I would take the Bills, no doubt about it, because they – I don't know. After that uh, – after that, uh, the end of the game last week, I don't know. He's putting his body on the line. Got to fourth, fourth uh, down call. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think Chad. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I respect Josh Allen a lot. I think he's done a great job this year. I think he's gotten into elite level company. Maybe he, I think he needs another year maybe to like get over the hump. Um, sure. But their big problem is they, their defense is, it was really good last week. So kudos to their defense, but they have a zero running game. And I think against the Chiefs, you're going to have to balance it out. Um, you can't just expect Josh Allen to go back there and throw the ball 55 times and expect your team to win. Because again, you know, he's got good weapons on the outside, but that's kind of where I go. I say, you know, the Chiefs are probably my favorites to win the Super Bowl. Um, we'll see. But um, I just, you know, I think their weapons are just ridiculously good. And Mahomes is, you know, top two quarterback in the NFL with him and Aaron Rodgers right now. So um, I was wondering to get your thoughts on kind of, you know, where you go with that. Yeah, so it's Mahomes isn't going to be 100 percent. right? He just got through concussion protocol and he had a toe injury, too. Um, but the truth of the matter is Mahomes at 90% is better than pretty much everyone, save Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, and then the weapons they have between Kelsey, Hill, I'm pretty sure they're going to get Clyde Heberzy-Lair back. Um, so they're really going to be at full force. Um, and they've got a, an opportunistic defense, Tyron Matthew, um, a, few, a few other good players. I'm taking the Chiefs for, for sure. But man, I mean, it's it's tough because the Bills have been been pretty great recently. I think they've won like the past like eight games or something, um, and won three before that um, until they lost on a hail mary to the, to the Cardinals. Um, so so I mean, they're about as hot a team as, as you could possibly face right now. And I I do agree with you. You know, it's for the next five ten years, it's going to be Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. You know, who's who can really uh, outduel the other? You know. They don't look like the same player, but they play like the same player. Huge arm. Um, they can run if they need to. Um, but I just think Pat Mahomes, between all the weapons he has and the scheme that Andy Reid runs, I, I just I trust those two really going in, into any game. Um, so we'll see. But it's gonna be it's gonna, gonna be a great. They need to win. <laughs> they need to win so they can play again. Um, yeah, but that, that that's what I think. It's gonna be a close one. It's I. I think the, the Packers are going to win by a touchdown. I think it's the Chiefs and the Bills. It's going to be one, two points. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Saints. So big rumors around Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees, obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, he's old, obviously, 42 years old. Um, he definitely looked it in the last playoff game. Um, my thing is with him is, though, 
He was also at 11 cracked ribs and a punctured lung. I don't think he was fully recovered from that. I think he came back a little soon because um, the way he looked at the beginning of the season versus end was completely different. He was pretty good at the beginning of the season. Uh, wasn't throwing like, you know, a crazy amount of yards, but he was classic Drew Brees, very accurate, very efficient. I mean, his QBR was still top 10 in the NFL this year. Um, I personally am on the side. I think it's hard to retire after a game like that, but I just don't know how much more his body can take at this point. Um, that's my thing. Even though I think he should, and in, in, like in his mindset, will probably be like, I can go another round. If, you know, if he can get 11 cracked ribs now, I just don't know if someone else lights him up again. I'm just worried that, you know, especially because, you know, he's got a great future in broadcasting ahead of him, I think too. So, and he's also accomplished so much. I don't think one year is going to make such a big difference in the legacy, unless he went to the Super Bowl, obviously, but, um, you know, he's still one of the top 10, 15 greatest quarterbacks to ever step foot on a football field. Cause it's just, he's an unbelievable quarterback and he's defied the odds, but um, I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he, he's about as competitive as they come. Um, and I know he's, he's had some injuries this year, but I do think you know, he's still in great shape. You know, he, you, you can, you can have an injury, but still in great shape. And I don't think his, he doesn't look like a, a 42 year old quarterback. I know, I think it was last year that, you know, he said, you know, I'm kind of pissed off that Tom Brady's getting so much coverage over his health because I think I'm in pretty damn good shape too. And I think that's true. I mean, the, the 11 cracked ribs, I think I'm probably a bit of a fluke. And with a loaded roster like that, I mean, forget it. I mean, offensively, they've got Kamara, they've got Michael Thomas. On the defensive end, Hendrickson was like third in sacks this year. Um, Demario Davis is, is a stud. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, great, great corner. They've got a loaded roster. They might might have, might, they might have the best roster in the NFL, honestly, all around. <clears throat> so, I think it's hard when you're a competitor, and you got a great roster, and you've been so close the past few seasons, and after a game like that, to end it, I I see one more year. I don't know. He's a competitor, and I you know, I I always do wonder how much does does a broadcasting career play into the picture because I do think he probably has a future in that. But when you're Drew Brees, you really want to cement your legacy. I don't think you want to end with a bad taste in your mouth like that game. So I want him to come back. I think he's, I think he's, he's certainly got a chance to retire, but I'm, I'm more on the, uh, he's going to come back way of thinking. Let's talk a little bit about a quarterback that just recently retired, Philip Rivers, right? Um, I think one of the uh, funniest and great trash talkers we ever had because um, yeah. he, he never cursed everyone in trash talking, which baffled me, um, especially for how much he did talk. Um, you know, there's a case about the Hall of Fame thing. Um, I mean, look, I'll say, you know, that draft class 2004, all quarterbacks that, you know, had good careers um, in different ways, obviously. Uh, you know, he had a great career. Um, you know, but, he, you know, obviously the thing that's going to loom over him is no Super Bowl titles, uh, one AFC championship game. Um, despite the fact that I think he did play very well in the playoffs this year against the Bills. He did play really well. Um, his QBR was like 91 or something like that from what I saw. And, um, you know, when I, you know I, I, I take the side of like, I'm not sure he's first ballot, but I think he'll eventually get in because I think his accumulated stats can just push him over the edge. Um, I, I, my thing is if Joe Namath can get in the Hall of Fame, I think Phil Rivers is much more worthy than Joe Namath. Um, you know, Joe Namath won that kind of, kind of game. He didn't have a outstanding career outside of that um so you know like it's a shame to see philip rivers go but 
I think, you know, he probably needed to retire. His, he looked broken. He looked 39 years old, even though he played well. He looked 39. Um, but I'm definitely going to miss that guy's trash talk. So just give me your thoughts about, like, what you will remember kind of like, at the uh, – sorry, remember of the quarterback of Phillip Rivers. Well, I mean, first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is just the weirdest looking throw I've ever – throw motion I've ever seen. Um, but, but it's fun. Um, when I look back on his career in terms of Hall of Fame credentials – I think to be in the Hall of Fame, at least what I think you should have to be in the Hall of Fame is, is you know, multiple elite characteristics, <clears throat> whether you're, you know, you're excellent at um, reading schemes or you've got a great arm or you're incredibly accurate. The only thing that I really think is elite about Philip Rivers is his, his durability. I think he started like something crazy, like 250 straight games. Um, and part of the reason, that's part of the reason that he accrued such um, remarkable all-time like career uh, stats. But I don't know. I mean, uh, watching him the past 10 years, I've never looked at him and said, you know, that's an elite, elite quarterback. You know, he's, he's been in the, he's probably been in the top 10 for many years, but has he been in the top five? I don't think so. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the Hall of Fame should, is, is, it's really uh, made up of exceptional talent. I think I think he's a, he's a great talent. I don't know if he's exceptional talent, um, but he's fun. He's fun to watch. I, the trash talking is that's Hall of Fame trash talking. If maybe that's the second elite characteristic. Um, but but in terms of his play, the fact that he hasn't even been to a Super Bowl, it's it's a, it's a knock. You know, um, we'll see. I think he'll get Hall of Fame votes. Maybe he gets in. But if it was me. I want to keep the Hall of Fame to, to truly exceptional talents. And I, I think he's just not quite there. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I'll say about him is he's just entertaining to watch. But yeah, I agree. His throwing motion, I don't know how he was so good with that. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, I agree that he wasn't necessarily like a top five quarterback ever, even at his peak. Um, but you can say that that draft class was, you know, one of the better draft classes to come out recently you have Roethlisberger Eli Manning and Philip Rivers I mean successful you know yep. draft class I mean Roethlisberger obviously is probably the best out of that um you know obviously like everyone looks at Eli with his great you know postseason moments but Eli's career record wasn't great so um you know Philip Rivers had better stats maybe than Eli Manning did but again not necessarily the great playoff performances um speaking of great quarterbacks so the Houston Texans have had a very interesting I would say month with Deshaun Watson. Um, do I blame him for wanting out? No, not really. Um, because when you had Bill O'Brien take away to DeAndre Hopkins and send him to Kyler Murray, probably the one of the worst trades I've ever seen him in my <laughs> lifetime. Um, Cause DeAndre Hopkins is arguably the best receiver in football. Maybe him and Devontae Adams at this point. Um, you maybe say Devontae Adams a little better, um, but you know, if our Deshaun Watson, I mean, the thing is, you know, if you're Houston, you're going to look for the best deal possible. And if you're Deshaun Watson, I would go somewhere, you know, you can have a good chance to win, right? Like San Francisco, I think I'm not sure he'll go there, but San Francisco is a place I totally think he could win with Kyle Shanahan, that great defense. Um, I think, you know, you have teams like Miami, right? Miami could be a great fit because you swap him for Tua. So I like that a lot for them, but you know, people love, love, love the Jets fit. I think the Jets, you know, with him, They'll, they'll still not be a playoff team. I, I, the Jets just aren't that good. Um, you know, like we saw this year, they're, they're two and 14. I mean, 
you know, look, he makes him what, like eight and eight, you know, I mean, cause you know, he's so good, but you know, again, he was, he, he, he played at an all time level this year and his team was four and 12. I mean, they were horrible, but they were four and 12. Um, and they didn't play in a very, you know, crazy great conference in the AFC South. So wondering kind of where are your thoughts? So my first question is like, what do you think Deshaun Watson brings to the team that he's, you know, that, that he cannot possibly get pit, traded to? And then two, where do you think is the best fit for him? So what he brings to a team is he's, you know, at his best, he could be a top five, maybe even top three talent. I mean, that that's how good Deshaun Watson is. Um, in terms of just, I mean, I think pretty sure he led the league in passing yards. Is that right? This, this season. Um, and then, you know, obviously he's an elusive runner as well. Um, and I, I think from everything we've seen, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a leader. I mean, I, his recent, you know, the whole situation going on right now in Houston, in terms of his, uh, his attitude towards playing with him in the future makes me a little, little nervous about that. But I still, I still think he's, he's got potential to be um, the leader of a perennial Super Bowl contender. In terms of where he should go, I think going to the Jets would be a disaster. That franchise is just totally inept. Um, if you're him, he's at his peak. You know, we haven't really seen a quarterback being traded at his true peak um, in a long, long while. Um, going to the Jets would just be a disaster. Um, and so I, I totally agree with you. He's got to go to contender. I like San Francisco. I like Miami. The, you know, him and Kyle Shanahan would be excellent together. If you go to Miami, you've got a great defense. Um, so you know you can't you can't go wrong between the two of those. And there's other there's other teams. Um, as a Steelers fan, I kind of want him to come go to the Steelers. Um, maybe even if Roethlisberger could. Yeah, I think he could probably has another year in him. But um, he's got to go to contender. The real question is, what is the Houston front office going to do? Because they're in a tough situation where you've got an unhappy quarterback who's the leader of your team, which you can't have to be successful. And you have very little leverage because every team you're trading, trying to trade him to, knows that he doesn't want to be there. And because of it, they're not going to give you the same offer that they usually would if, if it was just a regular trade with no backstory. So it's a tricky situation. I don't think you know Houston isn't gonna gonna end up on the uh, the only, the only way Houston leverages um, this Deshaun Watson trade is if they can get several um, several different places that Deshaun Watson is willing to go and several different trade partners. That way, they can get you know enough demand to really uh, to really get something out of the trade. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I confused. I thought you were a Saints fan, Steelers fan. So actually, that segues into a good question for me. Where do where do you think they should go next with Big Ben? Uh, my mindset is, look, I know Big Ben's had a great career. Um, obviously, I think first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, he's he's proven a lot. Um, now again, he is, and I've stated this even when you guys were eleven and zero. I said his big problem is in big moments he's either very good or he has a tendency to turn the ball over too much. Hence, you saw that against Cleveland, right? Great numbers, and then he threw four interceptions, right? So, um, you know, I think that the Steelers need to get some way to get a good running game. I don't know what happened with that. Because uh, your defense, I think, for the most part, you had injuries, but you can trust the pass rush. Um, you know, T.J. Watts, obviously, you know, like J.J. Watt, a freak of nature. Um, but, yeah, I kind of wondering, like, on the offensive side of the ball, um, 
you know, yeah, like I think, you know, you could get if Deshaun Watson went there, you guys would be very good. Uh, I think you guys would be one of the top teams in the, you know, not just the AFC, but the league, because you would have someone who could throw those weapons. Um, but yeah, where do you guys think you need to do with Big Ben? Do you think you need to move on with him or do you say, okay, let's give him one more year? You know, maybe, maybe last year was just a tough year for him and we just give him one more year. He was coming off an injury. Yeah. I mean, th- I think, you know, this year that left a sour taste in everyone's mouth with the game against Cleveland, which is just tough to watch as a Steelers fan, but they've got the pieces to win a Super Bowl, And I think that includes Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I say they bring him for another year. They can solve the run game. They're they're in good shape because they've got, you know, when they get when they get Devin Bush back, who's their middle linebacker, and Bud Dupree, who's their you know second best um, edge rusher. They're 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 an extremely talented defense. Um, we'll see what happens with some of their. Uh, they've got a couple tr- contracts um, that have just expired on the the offense. I know Juju. Um, it's undetermined whether or not he'll come back. But honestly, you know. I think Pittsburgh is about as, as good as it gets in terms of drafting uh, wide receivers. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, and I think he has, you know, if you can solve the run game, which was a dumpster fire, if you can solve literally last in the, in the NFL is just, just horrible. Um, if you can solve that, have a more balanced offense, make sure that, you know, if, if Ben Roethlisberger throws even 30 times a game, they're fine. He was throwing 35, 40, 45. I think he even threw for like a 50, 50 pass attempts this year. He's not that guy anymore. Um, you know, their their whole offense was the kind of the dink and duck offense, you know, five yards, seven yards, three yards, 12 yards. But they were just totally unbalanced because they had no run game. Um, so if they can get that fixed, I have full confidence that they can win with Ben Rossberger. They just signed Dwayne Haskins, who, which I don't like, to be honest with you. Um, so, the, but, you know, they didn't sign Dwayne Haskins to be their, their starter now. You know, he's, he's a backup. They got Mason Rudolph as well. But they don't have a clear, clear other option. Um, so I don't really know where they go with, without Ben Roethlisberger. I don't, I, I don't think you could you, – you can try to compete with Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, but it's, it's a big step down, right? Even if Ben Roethlisberger isn't, the, in, isn't as good as he's been, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, He's still, you know, he can still be a top 10 quarterback. I have no doubt about that. So I say they keep him for another year, try to do one last run. Because, God, they were, they were, they honestly, I think they were, if, if they don't botch that snap the first play of the game against Cleveland, I think they actually win the game as, as, as bad as it was. It was by the end of the game, it was, it was actually a competition considering it was like 21 nothing in the first quarter. Um, so, so I, I say they keep Ben Roethlisberger, run it back, fix some issues, and I think they could compete next year. Yeah, actually, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, like I, I think Tomlin's one of the better coaches in the NFL. I know people have given criticism, but I think Tomlin's a great motivator. I think actually it's interesting. I agree with you. I don't think they brought Dwayne Haskins in to be a starter. I, I don't think that was their move. I think hopefully for a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who's had a big problem with maturity issues in his career, I think bringing Tomlin in for that would be good to, for a backup QB because he can at least, and especially like, I know guys look at Big Ben and he's not necessarily the guy who's always in like tip top shape now. Um, but, you know, Tomlin is a, you know, no nonsense coach. Um, you know, he doesn't tolerate a lot of, you know, stuff within the team that's not going to help them win. So I think actually the, 
you know, with the Dwayne Haskin situation, I think, you know, obviously I'm not telling him, not telling you it's the future. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all. But, you know, I think that, that this actually might be good for him because he'll learn at least like what it takes to win. Um, but the issue is Ron Rivera didn't work out for him. And Ron Rivera is also a disciplinarian, but, um, you know. Well, I think, I think with Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin is, he's a disciplinarian when he needs to, but he's also someone who can handle those types of personalities. You know, he got several great years out of Antonio Brown, who after the Steelers, no one could handle him. I mean, yeah, I guess he's on the box now. He's, he's been enormously productive. You can handle Le'Veon Bell. Um, you, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's, you know, moody at times too. So I think what Tomlin's good at is he's good at handling personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could question a little that, that a little bit, considering the antics with Juju this year, which was just really <laughs> I want to ask you about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. well, I'll, all I'll say is it's just, you know, just a complete distraction. And you should, you know, he's a, what I, what, what's so funny about it is, I mean, he's a gritty, tough player, you know, and him dancing on the field just seems totally opposite from the style of play. And it's just a distraction. So there's, there's no, 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 no place for it. Um, I have no doubt that when Juju said, you know, he came out and said, yeah, I'm, for the for my for my teammates, I'm not gonna dance on the on the logo anymore. I have no doubt that that was that he was brought into a room with Tomlin and Tomlin said like cut cut this out. But it should have been at earlier. It should have been wearing earlier. Um, so I don't know. I I think I think he I don't think he's it's not something where I think he's uh, he should be done with the team. But those antics should be done. So it's interesting. Now I want to break down the AFC North a little bit because this is, you know, this is just interesting. So I've heard a lot of things about this, a lot of stuff that I disagree with, but it, I think it's just interesting, right? They were saying how the Steelers might have the fourth, like the worst quarterback in the division now, um, which is, I think, very, very uh, interesting to hear um, because you have Lamar, you have Joe Burrow, and you have Baker, and then you have Big Ben. Now, look, I know Baker beat Big Ben. Um, and played a better game, but I look. I think Baker's a good quarterback. I do. I think he's a good quarterback. Do I think he's an elite quarterback? No, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. Because I think his running game makes him what he is. Um, because that's because he's phenomenal in the play action, right? He is. Because Stefanski's a great coach. Um, Joe Burrow. I need. I think he had an unbelievable rookie year before his ACL injury. But I think Cincinnati is so dysfunctional. I, I don't think they're going to win many games. Um, I do think Lamar is the best quarterback in the division. Um, even though he hasn't proven in the playoffs, I do. I mean, he, he's a great winner in the regular season. Um, but again, it's, it's between probably Baker and Big Ben. And right now, you know, I probably would sway. I mean, you look at this year, the Browns are going to be, I think, the better team because they have the running game and a great offensive line. So, um, but, you know, I don't know where you go. I mean, as a Steelers fan, I feel like you're going to say Big Ben is definitely better. But I'm not like as sold because I think that, you know, Baker did have a really good season this year. So I don't know where you kind of are looking at in terms of the future of AFC North in terms of their quarterbacks. Well, I mean, Baker is one of those guys where if you put him in a good situation, he can, he can succeed. But if you ask Baker to, you know, go on the shotgun when he's down by 14 points, you know, he's totally, he's totally one dimensional, right? He, he, He's not a guy. He's not a guy who can throw forty passes a game consistently and be successful. He needs play action. He needs a run game, which he has. And and I think he he did well with it. 
but they were so you know you look go back and look at the numbers he had stretches of games with like you know less than 200 yards this game when they were just running the ball at you know every play um so we'll see i mean but he you know he popped off for some games as well against maybe the bengals but um i don't see him as him and him ben roethlisberger are just playing two completely different schemes um and you know baker i think is he's a guy you can win with but he's not the guy who who wins games for you he's a guy he's a guy who when put in the right situation with a great run game um with a solid defense you know he, he could get get you places but i don't think he's ever i don't think he's ever gonna win a super bowl i don't think he's got that talent um i, I you know i've just just watching him i've, I've watched some, some brown games um he's certainly against the steelers this year um but also other games where you know he, he'll just miss some throws you know he, he's he's not super consistent he'll he'll you know he's got he's got a good deep ball he's got a good arm certainly off play action but i i can't judge baker until i see him in a situation where he needs to throw 40 passes in a game to win from behind i don't think he's there yet i don't know if he'll really ever be there um and that's why you know i i like i like ben roethlisberger because if i thought i think if ben roethlisberger had the browns run game i don't think it's even a conversation yeah, no, the thing I was thinking about just, you know, it was interesting. I was thinking about, you know, being able to pass the ball out multiple times and being able to do that. I was looking at this rookie class this year. And, um, you know, obviously you have Joe Burrow, who everyone was looking at number one pick. And before his ACL, obviously everyone was looking at saying, this guy's going to be very good in the NFL, right? I mean, look, I know his team stinks, but you can look at him and say, that guy's going to be good. Um, I think everyone was surprised by how really good Justin Herbert was. Um, I was. Um, I didn't really even know who he was because I don't follow college football too closely. Um, and, you know, I was watching some of his highlights the other day. I mean, the guy is just, you know, hopefully, you know, he, he continued up. I mean, I, I think everything he has is, is something you can, you know, transition for a bunch of years. I mean, he's mobile. He's got a huge arm. Um, he's pretty accurate, um, except when he played the Patriots this year, he was awful. Um, but every other game this year, I mean, he competed with some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, now their team just, wasn't good um but they have talent so i think they you know i, I was wondering what you kind of thought about the rookie quest to uh joe burrow justin herbert this is kind of where i want to end it off just because like i like looking at maybe like the future of the nfl with these quarterbacks kind of just give me as a football guy your thoughts on that those guys specifically specifically yeah so i think justin herbert joe burrow i think frankly they're both better than like baker mayfield already um they just you know with Herbert, he's just got a he's got a cannon. He can really run. Um, Joe Burrow's, you can just see he's a leader as a rookie. <laughs> you don't see that a lot at a lot of guys. So I think they both have really really bright futures. I think, frankly, either of them can can you know they're they're Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but you know two three years um, for sure. Tua um, Tua is kind of like who I see that that's Baker right. Tua, when put with a in a good situation, can win some games, right? The Dol- the Dolphins had an elite defense this year, um, you know, and he, he had a couple games where he threw he threw for the first like game he threw for like eighty eight yards, something something crazy like that, um, you know, and he's he's not he's small he's 
he's a twitchy athlete, but he's not a he's by no means a Deshaun Watson or some some of the other great athletic quarterbacks. So I think he's a guy putting in the right situation. I think he could do well. I think if he, if he gets traded with Deshaun Watson, you know, in that package to the, the Texans, I don't know. I, I think he could really struggle. But if he, if he stays with the, the, the Dolphins, he's in a great scenario to succeed. He's got some, uh, some leadership behind him in Fitzpatrick, um, which I think with it, which I think is great, but you know, he's not, you don't, you wouldn't, couldn't imagine Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert getting benched for Fitzpatrick in like a must win playoff game or must, must win game for the playoffs against the Raiders. Right. You just, that, that would never happen. Um, and that's because they're just, they're better talents and they're, they're frankly just from what I can tell just from the eye test further along in their understandings of the schemes and all that. So, you know, that, that's where I think, but all three of them could be successful. It's, it, you know, they're a fun class to watch. Joe Burrow, you know, he's, he's, I was a little skeptical about him coming out of college because, you know, it's a classic example of a quarterback with just enormous weapons <laughs> at LSU. And I thought he might have been, been a little too uh, hyped up, but I was totally wrong. You know, he, he's been excellent. Justin Herbert's been excellent. And two has, you know, got a way to go. But um, from everything I've heard, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. His teammates love him. And he's got the, the, the characteristics to be a, a franchise quarterback. Well, my friend, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, thank you for being on the show. Um, I love the, the football banter back and forth. Um, I actually haven't had a ton of guests that have given me a ton of football banter back and forth, usually basketball. So um, best of luck to you, man. And, and, you know, obviously staying safe during COVID and everything like that. And um, look forward to seeing you soon and definitely uh, will enjoy definitely uh, seeing you up for those Amherst Williams games for sure. Football and basketball. Um, it's going to, you know, people don't know. I mean, the rivalry is real and it's, you know, it's, it's oh, fun yeah. when you have close friends, sure, to like at that rivalry to make it more fun. And because you definitely know it's from a, you know, respect factor, but obviously, you know, you don't want your school to lose. So it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the best G3 rivalry. I don't think it's got much, much competition. Um, but thanks for having me on the podcast. When you asked me to do this, I was a little, a little unsure, but then I went to the, the, you know, Apple podcasts, top 100. And I saw that this was the, the most, uh, listen to podcast in like all of uh, America, I decided that I'd, I'd, I'd join. Um, so uh, I appreciate it, Shredder. I hope you know though, that I've, I've been actually, you know, before, before this, I was, I was thinking about you. I was writing some, some chirps already for, for next season. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty creative. So I'll, uh, <laughs> Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it for sure. You know, um, when you're at that free throw line <laughs> and you got to hit it to tie and send it to OT, you just in the back of your mind, you'll be thinking, what is Colston going to come up with here? And then you're going <laughs> to you airball that free throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, I, I hope I can get a better seat when you, we play you guys you know, this year, uh, whenever, if you have a season, obviously, this, this the thing, year. The thing with you is I, I can't hear anyone crap i'm too far away that that's not that that's one advantage of football basketball you can hear i mean i mean i mean you're i mean you know like a gamers got really big for the for the nescat game too it's just you know it's when you have big rivalry games like that um you know obviously you you, you know yeah I, I love those games i mean i love playing in front of a hostile crowd I, I you know in high school 
you know this when we played at North Bergen, it was like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just how you like it. I mean, also, I mean, I, I know you personally, like in, in football, I mean, you, you like going against teams that are going to be a challenge. And obviously the Nescacs, you know, not just great for basketball, which everyone kind of knows, but football, it's, it's great too. So, um, you know, obviously you've had a lot, you've had good success so far at Williams and I'm, I'm happy for you, obviously. Um, and, you know, look, again, look forward to seeing you soon when things are better. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's your plan uh, this spring? I'm going back. To, I know you're off, right? I'm off. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you're, when you're a, uh, you know, a, a senior, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be the good old junior coming in. So, you know, it's, uh, it's gonna be interesting. All right. All right. Oof, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be back on campus. Um, I was going abroad, but it got canceled like last week. So it's a bummer, but at least I'll be back in the go Williamstown, Massachusetts. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely, man. So thank you again for being on and, uh, you know, look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Thanks, Mike.